ones to follow. This is Black Bookers on Radio Tab. Good morning, everyone. This is Black Bookers for Monday, February 26, and we'll make a start by looking back at the 10 event at Doombit on Saturday. We had a good four track. Um, light rain started to fall in the latter part of the program. It had no significant effect on the track. My first one for the Black Book is a fairly obvious one, and many would have come up with her as well as one to follow next start, Sacred Feeling, from the Tony Gollan Yard. Now, she had a, a fairly light campaign during the, the latter part of the winter and early part of the spring last year, but she showed really good potential. She won two of her four starts and uh, then was uh, tipped out for a break after being beaten as a very short price favourite at Doombin in late September. She came into Saturday's race at 13.50 off the back of two barrier trials, which have both been good, and a jump out. So she'd had a fairly, uh, you know, a solid preparation for the first up run. The the key to her is it was always considered 13.50 might be too short first up. We knew she'd be back in the field and running on late. But that didn't deter the punters backing her. Now, she was confidently backed to win this race. There was a really good market lead. And that suggested to me, at least, that the stable thought she was going very well and she would run very well. Well, she did run well, but without luck. And as it panned out, uh, it was no surprise. She was back where we thought she would be, and the tempo was only moderate. So I think you knew if you were on her a fair way from home, you were going to need some luck. I felt, you know, if Ange Jones had the run over again, she might have come to the outside of the straight. She she probed for runs, trying to save ground, but basically um, had a checkered path down the running. And even you watch the video, the last 50 metres, you can see Ange's got a horse full of running, but just nowhere really to go. So it was an excellent run. The sectional time has backed up the visual side of things. So I'd suggest second up. Uh, many will be all over her, and, and understandably so. So sacred feeling, a fairly obvious one to Black Book out of the third. Viminelli's a horse who's in form. We saw him win at Doombin two runs ago, and on Saturday he missed the place. But don't be disappointed. And if you're on him, I'd suggest you back up next time. He contested the race that, that Boom Talk won. Now, it looked to be Boom Talk's race with a good gait and the, the, the rider, uh, Ormond riding. He was a well-backed odds-on favourite. He had the run of the race. He used a rails run to win. But again, like the race that Sacred Feeling contested, the pace dropped out of the race very early on. And Viminelli off the wide gate, the widest gate, was back last. And again, you knew his chances were forlorn a fair way out. Yet... He showed he's going well. He hit the line strongly, and he was the sectional star of the race. So Lindsay Goff's got a horse that's in good form at the moment, Viminelli, and I'm sure if the conditions are right next time, you know, if you can draw a reasonable gait, uh, a genuine pace, a, a better speed than Saturday, he'll be hard to beat. Stone is trailing. He's going well, Viminelli. I'm going to Black Book a winner, which was later in the day, and I'm blackbooking it with, for a, a good reason. I know where it's going to start next time out. And of course, I'm speaking of Defiant Spirit, who won the three-year-old prelude for the cutest jewels. Now, he's going to the $500,000 race in two weeks' time at the Gold Coast, 1,200 metres. He couldn't have delivered a better trial or a better dress rehearsal than what he did on Saturday. He'd been kept fresh since the Magic Minions Guineas in mid-January, and his run in that race was good. He did a power of work, and they only got over him late, so... Stuart Kendrick kept him fresh. He gave him an easy barrier trial. But his win was outstanding on the weekend. It was a big field, 15 of the 11-10. He drew right off the track, and he was a mile back, about third last on settling down in the first call. And even coming to the turn, he only had two or three behind him, but he produced a great finish in the straight. It shows to me this horse, I think, is better ridden quietly 
and he's kept improving. He's always been a talent. That was only his ninth start Saturday, and it was his fourth win. I'd go. I'd go as far as to say whatever beats him in the Cutis Jewel will win the race. I think he's he's going to be awfully hard to beat. So we know where he's headed. I think you can bet with confidence to find spirit. We'll black book him along with Sacred Feeling and Viminelli from Doomba. Let's go to Jared Daffy now with Greyhounds to follow. Morning, Jared. Morning. You, you've come up with one out of Ipswich on Tuesday. This a dog called Comedy Act. Yeah, uh, interesting one. This one. It went round in a maiden and. Uh it ran 24.59, which is in the top half dozen runs ever at Ipswich. You know, very rarely do you see them break 25 seconds, let alone 24.59. Um, it, uh, it led all the way, but it was racing away to finish. Actually, it has won. It won two starts ago over the the, the 500 there, 30.69. It's by Cosmic Chief. Not, not many of these around. Um, it's won three from six now, and it's a very, very fast beginner. So given the time that it ran the other night, it's obviously starting to hit some form, so we can follow it. It'll appear in town, I'd say, pretty soon. And from Albion Park on Thursday night, doing fine. It ran second to Dixie Gambles over the 600 metres. Uh, it should have won by a big space. It had the, the black rug there. Um, it's only relatively new to the middle distance. 14 starts overall for four wins. It actually won a heat of a, a race at Casino, a feature race uh, a couple of runs ago and then ran fifth in the final. But I think we're going to see it going backwards and forwards over the border in these middle distance trips. And I think it'll get 700 as well. That's doing fine. Doing fine. One caught your eye at Angle Park. Yeah, Peaky Boo. Uh, we did talk about this one a few weeks ago. Ben Rawlings has got this one and that kennel on fire at the moment. Now, they have... Two heats of uh, the launching pad series there the other night and they'll have a final this week and the winner goes through to that rich final at Sandown Park in a few few weeks' time. It's by Tommy Shelby. It's won four from eight. 5.28 early off the red, 30.29. And again, getting down around a time standard it, that you just don't see. It's had an interesting career, this one. It started in WA and was ordinary. Uh, went to Victoria and wasn't much better. It's now turned up in South Australia. Ben Rawlings has got it. It's won three from four, and as I said, 30-29 the other night. They don't go much quicker than that. That's Peaky Boo. Let's go to Melbourne now. Sandown last Thursday night. Daintree Dazzler had the pink box uh, by Bernardo, and uh, gee, they've got some pace, these Bernardo dogs. It's two and a half. It's had 26 starts for eight wins, but most of its recent racing, or nearly all of its career racing, has been down around that Sale, Terrell, and Warrigal area. Um, one of the first runs we've seen it in town the other night, 29.48. That was nearly the best of the night, so that was a terrific run. And from the Meadows on Saturday night, Raven Parrot won later in the night for Tom Daly. It had the blue. It came from uh, back in the field around 29.73. Put that in context, uh, Tim Zhu won the cup, uh, second all the way, and getting uh, getting to the front near the line, 29.71. So the times are very, very comparable, but Raven Parrot did come from back in the field. It has already won over the 5.95 at Sandown and 600 at the Meadows, so I'm assuming we'll see it back up to that trip short. But I know it's had a few starts, but it's really flying at the moment. Thanks for that, Jared. Enjoy your day. Thanks, David. Jared Daffy joining us with the Greyhound Black Boogers. Nick Burney, racing at Atlas for Racing New South Wales, is up next. Nick, good morning. Good morning to you, David. How are you? I'm well, thanks. We raced on the soft six from, from start to finish at Rose Hill Gardens on Saturday, and the times sort of, to me, indicate uh, the, the, the rating was right. Just in terms of uh, 
bias or track pattern. I, I was seeing early, maybe the inside was a no-go zone. But that seemed to level up a bit later in the day. Yeah, it seemed to level up a, a little bit later in the day, probably from a, a couple of the shoot races. But all in all, across the whole entire meeting, I think it was an advantage to get to more than near the centre or the centre of the track yeah. um, from an overall perspective and probably worth a couple of, a bonus, a, a couple of lengths of those horses right up on the inside. Well, Straight Charge held the honours in the Silver Slipper, but you're going to give a more than honourable mention, a black booking mention to Espionage, the runner-up. Yeah, I want to follow the stable, mate. Probably going to the Todman now. Um, obviously, he was first up there on Saturday off a, a good break, and he, he jumped really well, and they decided to take the sit there. And uh, he raced a little bit fresh and keen throughout. Um, there was a bit of a... It was only an even tempo, moderate to even tempo, and he was just out sprinted. But what I really liked is how he knuckled down late for that final 100 metres. It just told me he probably um, was half a run short and can only improve off that effort. So I think going up to the, to the Todman, he's going to be a big player, which looks a great race the likes of Switzerland is going there as well. So really looking forward to the Todman, but happy to follow Espionage. Yes, that's Espionage. Now, more felons, of course. We remember him running uh, about midfield in the Melbourne Cup uh, after running in the Geelong Cup. He joined the Chris Wallace Stable. They produced him in the Parramatta Cup first up on Saturday, and he got up at $21. Well, that's right. He went around $26 in the Melbourne Cup and he was, as you said, $21, $26 in the Parramatta Cup. So um, well done to those who found him. But I, now he's in his second Australian preparation for Chris Waller. And I just really liked how he got to the back of the field. He had to make a weaving run. He actually went back to that inferior ground. And just these last few bounds and how he really wanted to stick his head out and savage the line just says this horse is in for a great preparation. He's, as we all know, he's only going to be suited over more ground, um, handles both conditions. And just going back off his Geelong Cup run as well, his first debut uh, run in Australia, he always just gave me the indication he'd be better suited to the clockwise direction. So I think in Sydney, a couple of these big features, we can follow more, for, more felons. Faulkner Park ran first up in race six, and would you describe it as a pleasing return? Yeah, I think that's the key word. I thought it was pleasing. Um, was another one that wasn't really suited to the race shape and probably first up over the 1,400 metres, you know, through its profile, it's going to only improve. But was a really consistent type in its first prep in Australia. And then it just probably uh, was a little bit flat there last prep. But this just shows that he, uh, he's come back really well, this prep. Um, I liked how he hit the line, one of the fastest last 200s of the meeting. So he just might be one that can just um, come up at a bit of odds and we can follow um, throughout the campaign. Thanks for that, Nick. Thanks, David. Cheers. Nick Burney nominating Espionage, more felons and Faulkner Park for the Black Book. Let's go to Ben Scadden, who's looked back at the nine eventer at Moorfield on the weekend. Uh, Stacomo was just beaten in the third race by a vexatious dancer. It was a $26 chance, but you say stay on its trails. Yeah, I think so, David. Um, Stacomo is definitely one that's... Uh... I think going to be another another winner for the Richard and Chantel Jolly Stable pretty quickly. He's only a three-year-old, just had the two starts. Won that first up maiden at Balaclava. Unwanted in betting on Saturday. He was $12 out to 26 But I think what he showed um, suggested he's absolutely up to city class. So, yeah, yeah stick with him for sure. He, um, he lunged late. He's a big, bold-going type, so he looks to me like he might be better over a little bit more ground even. But, um, yeah, keep following him. I think he's a city-grade three-year-old, no doubt. Ad Astra was a filly who made her debut in the Cinderella. There was a bit of money for a two fifteen down to twelve, and she beat all bar the winner Herestar. Yeah, she was she was big at Astra. She's a Tassort two year old filly with Michael Hickmott. Um, you know, Michael Hick obviously does a great job with his horses. This 
yeah, this filly, she was basically wide throughout. She was never on the track, and she um, she just she stuck to her guns so well. I thought it was just a, like a super run, one of the runs of the day. I thought she was um, she was terrific. She's obviously got stacks of ability. I'm sure that Michael will be plotting out a, a path for her to contest some of the better races. Um, yeah, but love love what she did on Saturday. She looks like she's a she's a very promising type at Astra. Tell us about the run of Gilladora in race six. Yeah, we you kind of look at Gilladora. Um, she was seventh in a in a thirteen horse field, and you think, well, that's nothing too fancy. But she was only beaten a length and a half. Um, she stumbled out of the gates. It was really weird. She uh, she was hard ridden at about the six hundred, and thought, gee, there's something not right here. But she really picked up in the straight, and she finished off really powerfully to be beaten that one and a half lengths. Justin Pickering does a great job with his small team. Uh, this mare, she uh, she showed plenty last time round, and I think that she. Um, She's definitely on track to have another really strong campaign. I, I really like her. She's, she's a good horse. I like the trainer as well, Justin Pickering. I think, he, again, one you can continue to follow with confidence this preparation. That's Gilladora. We go to the city of Marion. Now, Eris Sob, we know he went to the Derby at Flemington, yeah. uh, but has always shown potential. They produced him first up on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. And he was a, you know, an 80 dollars chance because you know, 1,200 metres is... Well, that's probably about half the distance that he, he likes to run. Um, yeah, he's not a sprinter, but I, I thought he was really good. He set up further forward than I would have expected, but he, um, yeah, he was really, really game. He just kind of kept on coming. He was only beaten two lengths by Snapped, and you know these are some high-level sprinters he was competing against. Um, you know, he'd be an SA Derby trial, I would expect, and what we saw on Saturday says that he's smack bang on target for a race like that. He's got a couple of months to get get himself ready for that. Well, a few months even. Um, but, yeah, I really like the way that he looks like he's come back. Um, he progressed a long way last campaign, and based on what we saw on Saturday, um, he's set for a really strong autumn air assault. Air assault. Good on you, Ben. Thanks for that. Thanks, David. Ben Scadden putting Stacomo, Ad Astra, Gilladora and air assault into the Black Book. Colin Mendev can't be with us this morning for Black Bookers, but he's had a look at the videos. Of course, he broadcast the meeting as well. And he's come up with three to follow at their next starts. The first of them is elegantly written. And Colin says, won't be a maiden for much longer. Just missed out on the A, a bit behind Miss, behind Miss Davisand. So elegantly written out of race one. Wheeling had no luck in the third race, finishing in the second half of the field, but out of luck off a wide barrier. Cole says, stay with Wheeling. And also Tricky Mickey, who beat all by bold instinct in the fourth race, is worth following as well. So elegantly written. Wheeling and Tricky Mickey, the three to Black Book from Launceston Oaks Day at um, Launceston. And, uh, oh, sorry, Tasmanian Oaks Day at Launceston. Finally, and then Darren Clayton, another absentee. I'll have to scratch him on the roll book. But uh, he's got three to follow, three hardest horses to follow. Melody's Mischief from Albion Park on Friday. That's Melody's Mischief. And two from the Creek on Saturday night. And Darren is with us now. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, David. How are you? Just uh, expand for us or elaborate on Melody's Mischief's Friday run of the creek. Yeah, that was its second run in Queensland since it's come up and joined the Watson team. Chris and Damon Watson, father and son team, it was the first look at Albion Park and taken back early. But uh, over the closing stages, she was really strong to the line. Um, ran the passing lane winner to a, a 1.5 metre margin while well, she actually covered an extra 30 metres than that winner in the run. So she's only a two-time winner, 
but this stable have proven they're very effective with lower assessed mares and uh, off the back of her closing splits, 28.75, 28.12 in that grade, uh, she'll certainly have a win or two here in Queensland. That's Melody's Mischief. Now we go to, to Albion Park on Saturday night and your first one for the Black Book is Red Right Hand. Yeah, fired off the arm. Talia McMullen sent him hard in search of the lead, found it pretty easily and then took cover when the hot pot speak the truth, who was first up from a spell, came around. Uh, he was in front through the first 400 and set up a 26.9 first quarter and then, like I said, took that trail. Uh, turning for home, he angled off to issue a challenge. He ran the favourite to a four-metre margin. Now, the impressive part of that was that the margin back to third was a further 10.6 metres. Speak the truth, will now um, likely head down to uh, Sydney for a tilt at the Miracle Mile, while red right hand, that was a band four to two race. He actually is now eligible for a band five uh, event, so he'll appreciate that drop in grade uh, now that presents and likely probably this Saturday there's a, an extended stakes band five race which he's eligible for. Okay, red right hand and tell us about why we're putting We Always Have Faith into the Black Book. Yeah, probably hasn't really got back to the level he, he came across from New Zealand at but uh, he had most of 2023 off. He's had quite a few runs in now this campaign, probably about eight to ten runs since uh, December. He's been racing consistently every week, but not much has really gone his way. There on Saturday night, he eased from a wide gate, approached the 400. He struck trouble and galloped out the back. Looked like his night was done. He was on the outside fence. He'd galloped. He was able to reset and dart back to the inside, and somehow he managed to grab third place. It was a really impressive performance. And like I said, he, he probably hasn't hit the, the mark of where he was came across from New Zealand at but he might just be starting to get back to it now and we'll keep an eye on him we always have faith because as a three-year-old he certainly had the ability good work Darren thanks cheers David Darren Clayton with the Harness Black Boogers that is Black Boogers for Monday the 26th of February hopefully there's a few winners there for you we'll be back of course with another Black Boogers edition next Monday bye-bye